The stories are real. The calls are real. The officers are furry. <laughs> it's time to jump on the caddy wagon with Richie and Raider. That's the wrong intro. That's the intro for caddy wagon with uh, Richie and Raider. I hit Carl. You hit the wrong button. I think you hit the wrong That's button. That's the wrong intro for my second act, which is where you are right now. Yeah, I think you hit the wrong button. Wasn't that intro hot, though? Yeah, it's very Does good. that not make you excited? I'm so excited. About the launch? About Raider. Monday. So excited. I love Monday, Raider. August 17th. I love Raider. Law enforcement podcast with audio from dispatched places where we go. And we pulled over a rapper the other night. I was on a ride along uh, probably two nights ago with Richie and Raider. Um, Officer Richie and K9 Raider, his partner. And we pulled over a $180,000 Bentley for going 25 over. And okay, do not divulge I, Donna, who this person I, as is. a member of the law enforcement community. Ugh. I know my boundaries. Okay, okay, I'm not going to reveal who he is, but he's a famous rapper. Mm-hmm. Was driving a hundred eighty thousand dollar Bentley. I looked him up on Instagram a week ago. He bought his mama the same Bentley and gave it to her in white. His was great. How sweet is that? And there was no lien holder. He paid cash. Unbelievable. Paid cash. We know for his twenty five. Is that a lot over? It doesn't seem like a lot. Twenty five miles an hour over. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Donna, that's a super speeder ticket. Oh. On a two-lane road, by the way, he was on. Oh, I thought you were on 400 or something. No, no, high, normally, we, normally we. Yeah, you and your partner. Yes, well, my partners is right. Richie and Raider. Right. Monday, August 17th, the launch of a caddy wagon with Richie and Raider. You can subscribe now. You can also subscribe now for Hustle with yes. Donna and Bill Rawlings. Can't wait for everything. And that one's going to launch on Monday. August 24th, a week later. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. And I think I was kind of holding out a little hope on everything, kind of getting back to normal. Like the first, like I, I think it was like three hurdles. So the first one was that depressing, demoralizing day when we heard that they were not going back to school. And I think I did a face plant into my tomato soup at the kitchen table where I now work in between like meals and kids and all kinds of stuff. So that was number one. That was very disappointing for everyone. I mean, including the kids. And then number two, there was no Kenny Chesney tour this summer. I kept thinking like maybe he'll do something. Like will we get over this? Could he do it in a smaller place? Would he maybe just invite you and I could to St. John? I don't know. Like, well, could he could he shoot everyone up with a vaccine as you come into Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Had, had we had one or found something, one? By, like, like sponsored by Modella or something? Right. Yep. And then the third and final nail in the so-called coffin is that the Atlanta Nutcracker has been canceled for the season. The Atlanta Ballet... Nutcracker, which on a professional note, I'm disappointed because I sell a book for the Nutcracker, but that really has nothing to do with this. As a lifelong Atlantan, there are two things that are synonymous with the holidays, and that is, well, three. There's the lighting of the great tree. The pink pig. The pink pig and the Atlanta Ballet Nutcracker. And if you followed the Nutcracker, um, it had been at the Fox forever in its entirety probably not when it first started, but I mean, for the majority of the run. And they were just this year moving over to the Cobb Energy Center. And the reason they were doing that, there were a lot of people who were very upset about this because the Fox is so historic. But the reason they were doing it was it really shut down the Fox um, during that time period where they couldn't offer any Christmas programming. So the thought was, because the Atlanta Ballet is based out of, does most of their performances now out of the Cobb Energy Center, 
that they would move, you know, the Nutcracker over there. And then the Fox was going to have the Grinch. Well, the Grinch has been canceled and the Nutcracker has been canceled. Does that make you sad? Uh, I've never seen the Nutcracker. Yes, you so, have. We've have taken the when, girls. When have I ever seen the Nutcracker? We, we took the girls when they were little all the time. What? Actually, I don't think, as I'm saying this, you didn't go. I doubt that I went to That would have been Nutcracker. a wasted ticket. We took my mother. Yeah, that's Nana. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. I've yeah, taken I've the girls every year. And our neighbor, you know, danced in um, a performance at, um, at the Roswell Theater. Sierra Henry. Yeah. And so I would always take them to see that. It's just such a tradition. And it, I mean, I'm just, I am just praying that the holidays don't come and go. And like, what if they, what if they say, well, we can't sell Christmas trees because they, we couldn't grow them because there were, they're covered in COVID. That's not going to happen. I hope not. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I hope Santa Claus can still come, even with COVID. Santa, Santa Claus, Donna can still come. Okay. Even with COVID. All right. All right. I want to talk for just a second about the Spotify helps on, uh, Spotify hypes on playlist. I'm, I don't listen often. I don't have a username and password. I still only get six skips a day. But the other day I had to go to Norcross, which is about a 40 minute drive. And I thought on the way there, you know what? I'm going to listen to our Spotify hypes on playlist. And Donna, I caught myself riding downtown with my all four windows down, singing at the top of my lungs, Delta Dawn from Tandy Tucker. I know. It's a good one. What's that flower you have on? I know. Could it be a faded rose? Faded rose from days gone by, it's and really and good. and then it said to um, Mountain Music from Alabama. Yeah, it's good. I mean, who who hears Alabama Mountain Music and doesn't smile? Okay, it doesn't I'm, sing. I've got to tell you something about Mountain Music. I was listening to the Spotify playlist with. Um, Do you have a username and password, so you get to skip songs and you don't hear which commercials. Which we and we Carl and I have offered to share Whatever. numerous times. However, I was listening to it with um, Olivia, and there's the line in Mountain Music: "Bending over, skinning cats." Okay, it's talking about being in playing in trees and water and all this. And she was like, "Why would Alabama skin a cat?" Like, what does that mean? And I'm like, it's a Southern term. It's a game that you play. Like when you're up, and I forget the whole, somebody's going to, if you're listening, please, everybody, I hope everybody's listening. But if you are, write us in if you know what exactly what it means. It's kind of a Southern term. And it's like some kind of game that you play. Um, like you climb a tree and you do something. But anyway, she looked it up. And I was like, they don't mean it in the literal sense that like Randy Owen is, Skin and a cat. cat. My gosh, can you imagine? So, but it's a great song. A guy walks into a bar. Love that one. From Tyler Farr. Unpretty from TLC, which was a pick from yours, came on. This is all like in a 20 minute period. Sweet Child of Mine from Guns N' Roses. And Mother's Finest, Baby Love. Now, that one will give I you am now the biggest Mother's Finest fan on the face <laughs> of the earth. I had no idea who they were until we had a conversation couple of pods ago about Mother's Finest. They're from Atlanta. Did you know that? Yes, everyone knows this. Well, I did not. Yes, they're the ultimate Atlanta party band. So each episode, we add we each add a song to the Spotify hype song playlist that that we were listening to on the way here to the App and Media Group. Yeah, and we talked about it why we do that, and we we thought it was important to tell people who are listening because we've done a we've talked a lot about music. Um, we're a semi music podcast. Yes, and someone we had brunch with friends the other day, and we were t- they brought up um, Miranda Lambert Bluebird. And they said, I thought maybe you were going to play a clip of the music. And I think everyone needs to know that in the podcasting world, we can't play music. And it's not because they don't like Caddy and Donna. We can't play music and no podcast can play music. And they're very 
very strict about it. Big fines. Yes. So um, that is basically the difference. Um, there's a lot of differences between radio and podcasting, but that is one of the biggest differences. So as we started the podcast, there we had a lot of discussion about we love music so much, and for 26 years, you are a music personality. And how do we bring music into our podcast? So we created um, the Spotify playlist as a companion piece to the podcast. So um, we hope that, you know, I mean, listen, it's just a great playlist. Like if you're running, if you're on the boat, if you're driving, it is it's just great. It's a great group of music. So what the way we look at it, you and I look at it, is it's almost like our own curated radio station. Um, and if you don't have the membership he has, you won't have to listen to commercials. Well, I have the free membership. Yeah. I don't have a membership. Yeah. I don't uh, have a username and password. Upgrade yourself and every, you won't have every, to worry about Every 30 that. minutes I have to hear a tequila commercial. And I can't rewind and I can't fast forward. But it is free. They must target those commercials to you then. Because that's perfect. Tequila? Yeah. Wow. And right, I'm going to add American Kids and Kenny Chesney. Oh, I love that song. Heard I was jamming to it on the way here today. That's a good one. Yeah, I think summertime's really on there, right? We got a good bit we got of Kenny a Chesney of Kenny, on there. You, so. can't have an, you can't have too much Kenny Chesney. Yeah. I'm going to add um, some Chris Stapleton. Mm. What are we doing? We haven't had Chris Stapleton on here. Um, I'm going to add When the Stars Come Out. And it's from the album Traveler. And I think Chris Stapleton is fascinating. I really do for so many reasons. But... Um, I know people got kind of like Chris Stapleton fatigue because he won so much, so many awards. He hit quick. He did. And then settled. Right. Just as quick. But he actually didn't hit quick. That's what you and I talked about. I mean, there was the one run at the CMA, the he country music He became a radio awards. darling real quick. He did. That? He did. But I think you and I've talked about it. The reason he did is because at the time it was so needed. You know, when he kind of was hitting it, it was during that period when it was, we're not going to name names, but it was all of the rhyming whiskey frisky you with your cut off shorts your feet on the dashboard that kind of thing i mean all these super hooks for these bands and he was kind of like a palate cleanser you know what i mean like he came in and it was like what on earth who is this guy um and the traveler album is great it all the songs are about drinking drugs and heartache there you go in no particular order but but it's not that kind of music that you like the song that I chose um, when the stars come out is a beautiful love song. You know, he's he's an amazing, amazing songwriter. And the thing that people don't know about him is he wrote uh, Traveler took him 13 years to write 13 years. And and then prior to that, he was writing for, you know, tons of people in country music. But he also wrote for Adele. He wrote for some, you know, mainstream pop artists. A lot of people don't know that. And the, the story that I think is so fascinating about it is what what have you talk about i mean it wasn't really a second act i guess it kind of was because he was a writer but what have you told yourself i am too old to do that you know what i mean it took him 13 years to write this album and then he shot out like a rocket you know and has never looked back well except to see if morgan is back there with her she is her tamarine she is trust me his <laughs> wife she's back there he's looking back for she's that back there. and he had all these kids chris stapleton Carries his JB 1.5s in his beard, his cigarette papers. Okay. In his How, beard. You don't know that. I do. I think he's actually one of those people that y you've said that before that you think he smells like a one way. I bet he smells so like sweet. A well, like cigarettes or I've something. Never, like what that. Have I have never said well, that. Well, if he's maybe got some, cigarettes in his beard. Maybe some Donna the Rolling Papers. Oh, okay. Well, still. I'm, I, I bet he has some wood notes oh. to his smell. <laughs> Like a fire? Like, like a, a fir. campfire. Like an F-I-R, fir. He smells like a fir, a tree, okay. a, a fir tree. I bet he smells divine. 
All right. I want to circle back real quick. You and I were driving together the other day, and it just goes along with the southern things that you brought up a moment ago from Alabama. Oh, here we're we riding go. up the road. I'm driving, <laughs> and we never ride together. Um, and um, we were going on a sales call, and so um, we're going up the interstate. And I look over at Donna, and she's just got this look of pain on her face. And I said, "What's wrong?" And she goes, "I've got a stitch." <laughs> and I said, "When did you have surgery to get a stitch? What do I not know? What else do I not know?" If you've had surgery and you said, you started laughing and you said, no, a stitch means a pain. It's I like said, listen, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I, I never even heard my grandmother say that. And you heard your grandmother say everything, you know, <laughs> granny, my grandmother, granny or Diddy, either, either one of my grandmothers, I never heard say the word stitch. I have a stitch. <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did you find that? I don't know. I've heard it said, maybe my grandmother said it or something. It's like when you lean over, like, and you, I don't know. You tie your shoes, but you almost like lean over too quickly, and you and all of a sudden and you get a cramp or a pain, yeah, like a pain, a stitch. <laughs> I've got a stitch. She's holding herself. I've got a stitch. <laughs> I'm an old woman at what heart. About him? All right, old. Congratulations to Luke Combs. He's tied the knot with his beautiful, beautiful bride now. His wife Nicole Hawking. They have a house in South Florida, and that's where they had the ceremony the weekend of the hurricane. But they didn't let that get them down. No. Um. He, he, here's the thing about Luke Combs. He met Nicole in 2016. At the time, he had no record deal. He had no publishing deal. He had no single. He had no bus. Maybe he had a band, but they were being paid in roller grill items from the racetrack. Probably didn't have two nickels to rub together. They got engaged in 2018. Just got married. Um, and he just turned 30 years old. And he has had nine consecutive number one hits. Every song that Luke Combs has released has gone to number one. Yeah. What a great artist. What a, again, what a great career, you know, somebody who is not, as you said, you know, four or five years ago, wasn't even on your radar. Never heard of him. I mean, true Luke, Luke Combs fans probably that, you know, followed him did, but you know, and he got such a start um, from social media. Did he not people, his fans really, pushing for like what songs to release, what songs they liked. Angie Gregory here in Atlanta uh, handled all the social back in the club days when yes, he was doing all the club dates right. and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, so congratulations to Luke and Nicole. They say they're going to celebrate next year with family and friends. You know, they had some family down there, but. Um, I love those kind of stories, like people who get together before they had anything, you know, like, like millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, no, before they had anything. That's what you I'm know? saying. Yeah, yeah, nothing. And and you just, you know, and imagine him having this dream and her probably saying, okay, you know, chase it for a while and then we'll figure it out. Or, so, you know, they weren't married at the time. But, I mean, he went from uh, from struggling to the top. But it's always been about the music. Always been about the music with Luke Combs. Yeah. You know, such a talented songwriter. And I don't think he's changed much probably, do you? I know. I've, I've met him a few times through the years. Um not enough to really be able to, you know, it, shy. It, 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 it very, yeah. he, he, honestly, Luke is not the best person to have a conversation with on a morning show. Yeah. He's just a very shy person. Yeah. Like an introvert until yeah. probably you get to know him. Cause I've seen some of his videos on TikTok and they're hilarious or things he's doing. I think he has a really wicked sense of humor, but you probably have to get to know him. You know, he uh, is from Asheville, North Carolina and uh, an Appalachian state graduate in Boone. So I wanted to spend a moment to peek behind the kimono, as I like to say, about morning radio in particular. 
discussion last pod about Eric Church's new song called Bad Mother Trucker. Now, as Donna mentioned, top of the show here, we can't play the clip. Nothing would excite me more if I could play this clip for you right now, but I simply can't. But it's the misspelling of R-E-S-P-E-C-T in the latest song from Eric Church. She made a name for herself, taught me how to spell. He sings R-E-S-P-C-T. Actually, I listened to it on the way over here, and he does. Thank you. But I think he just runs it together. Could be. But you're teaching a, a generation. How to misspell that word. Oh, please. I got a couple of comments. I have to tell you, I know it's early, but I thought the exact same thing when I heard Bad Mother Trucker. He completely forgot to include the E. Chuckling in my car, as always, Melissa. I had to share with you my take on the misspelling of respect in Chief's new song. When I heard it, I pictured that being on a vanity car tag, maybe like R-E-S-P-C-T. I don't know. That's just where my imagination went those first few times listening to it. Great pot as always. Looking forward to a new one. Thank you, uh, Betsy. I think it was like this. Like it's almost like how Aretha sang it. Okay, you ready? Like R E S P C T. You don't really hear the E. Yeah, you do. R E S P E C T. No, you're you're doing the E. It's R E S P C T. Here's what I would have done if if I were in radio with this. I would have turned it into a bit. And it would have been organic genuine because I truly do think that he drops an E when he spells it out in this new song. I would have looked ahead on the schedule and seen that Eric Church was giving us some time on a satellite tour, which is where an artist sits in Nashville, and each major market morning show gets seven, eight minutes with the artist. And I would have, you've heard me say before, I would have worked backwards, meaning I knew Eric Church is coming up in six days. And Eric didn't do a whole lot of radio, but um, let's just, for the sake of the conversation here, I look at it and I go, all right, how can we make this visit special? with this particular artist. What can we do that will cause this artist when they get done with 20 morning shows and they stand up and they walk out in the parking lot to their truck from the studio? What can we do that makes them go, you know what? Listen, Atlanta, that was fun. That was different. It was out of the box. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm sure my fans enjoyed it. And I always like to personalize an artist when they came on the show. So we work backwards and look at the calendar and go, okay, guys, listen, we got Eric Church in, in four days. What are we going to do? I would have said, you know what, let's take this, this R-E-S-P-C-T debate, and let's begin to seed it. Meaning, on the morning show, you would have heard me say, uh, just like you heard, heard, have heard in these past two podcasts, listen, he misses an E. He's teaching an entire generation how not, or how to misspell R-E-S-P-E-C-T. This is an insult. Well, you, but that's, you yes. just, come on. You A grammatical insult, yes. You drum it up. Mm-hmm. You lay it on thick. So we'd have done that for one day. I'd have pulled the clip, which I could have played on radio. Listen, you listen right now in your car. You listen to this, and you tell me if you do not think that Eric Church dropped the E, and that would have been the whole the whole bit or the whole name of the bit through the entire thing. Eric Church, he dropped the E. Yeah. And I'd have played it three times right then. Right, you heard it right. He dropped an E, and R. He's singing R E S P C T. So then we would have the next day, maybe day two of seating we would have pulled in some phone calls that we had recorded from listeners. People debating. Agree. Or, yeah. Absolutely. And what are we doing? We're just, again, we're seeding the fact. You know what? Here's here's how we settle this. Again, this may be day two. Here's how we settle this. Now, in the back of my mind, I know Eric Church, we're going to have him in four days. I'm going to reach out to the chief. I'm going to see if we can't get Eric Church on the morning show to settle this debate. Because I know, like me, you're losing sleep at night. Again, you just lay it on. And you just seed it. And you each morning at the same time that you're going to have Eric on. You also look at the calendar and go, okay, if we're going to have Eric Church on right after Can't Be Caddy, 
which used to be 720. We're going to have air church at 730 on Monday morning. Then you have these conversations at the exact same time on Wednesday at 730, Thursday at 730, Friday at 730, and then you have them on Monday at 730. Right. So that's because you're talking to, the, you're speaking to the same audience. Yeah. Okay. So let's settle the debate. Let's have Eric Church settle the debate. I'm going to reach out to somebody, see if we can get them on. Uh, I'll let you know what we find out this time tomorrow. I love that. Okay. This time tomorrow will be Friday morning at 730. What happens then? You say, listen, this time might have a great weekend, but I know it's going to bother you all weekend. You're going to lose sleep. But finally, we'll be able to put to rest the Eric Church drop the E debate because Eric has agreed to join you this time Monday morning. So what does it do? It jumps you from Friday to Monday to over the weekend, again, which yeah. is the most important jump yeah. in radio. I want you to be back on Monday so that then on Monday I start something else, another string of content, as it's called, to keep you for the week. More soup stirring. Friday. Well, I mean, <laughs> but the Friday to Monday jump is, was the, it remains the most important jump of them all in, in a morning show. So um, we would tape. We never did anything live. Some morning shows do, but I like to have control. I know, Donna, you find that shocking, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm kind of a control person. Yes. So we would always do our interviews, say, at 1015 after the morning show so that then we would have it and we could edit and we could pull out um, pieces of our visit to run over the weekend. Teasing Monday morning, 730, the debate ends. I think that Eric Church dropped the E. We'll yeah, see what he good. says Monday morning. That that kind of stuff. So you use that you use part of our conversation with him from after the show on Friday, even in your weekend promos, which you wouldn't produce until after you had him. I called it Oprah's style. And there's two <clears throat> there's two ways that, that people think about this with with promos, morning show promos on radio stations. If I already have the interview in the can, meaning it's already been recorded, are you not exposing yourself that indeed he's not live on Monday at 7.30. Because if I hear something over the weekend from Eric Church in a promo talking about Eric Church dropping the E in respect. Right. Then. There's no way he could be. Yeah. And, and people, I mean, 80% of program directors and other air talents would say that to me. And I'd be like, no. Because people no, don't put it, it together. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's radio. It's entertainment. It does, And I called it the Oprah style. Because Oprah, what, on Tuesday, Oprah's teasing this time tomorrow on Oprah. And there's a clip of the show. Right. People understand now. Shows are taped. Well, everyone does it. Entertainment Tonight, everybody. Everything is taped in advance. Yeah. And, and so I had that argument so many times with people. Um, well, it's and, also very inside, too. We used to say this a lot. Like, you know, when you work inside the business, you listen to radio totally different and hear things differently than you do if you're just a passive listener. You know what I mean? Like, we. Was so would so, you have even... Probably not. Right. And, and, and 98% of the audience would never put that, well, that Cadillac Jack, he's a liar. He lied to me. He's already talked to Eric Church. He's yeah. telling him he's going to be on there Monday morning at 730. He's a liar. I'll yeah. never lose. Nobody, nobody can do that. Well, there's one. It's, well, there always is. Yes, there is one. <laughs> that lives in Clayton. Uh, there's always one that calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was, uh, that's again how we would, how, how looking at the discussion about Eric Church misspelling R-E-S-P-E-C-T in his new song. That's how we would have made a conversation. I, I never use the word interview. Interview is such a stale word. We're having conversations. We're going to have a conversation with their church about this this time Monday. So yeah. this time Monday, make sure you set your call. Be here early, but set your call at 725, right after you can't be catty. Yeah, so the listener didn't know that he had 
42 other interviews down the pike. No, no, no. And and, and nor would Eric Church know that I'm coming at him with right. this, you know, but I would have the clip ready. You know what I'm saying? Like to play down the line so that he could hear it. You know, Eric, listen to yourself. Listen to yourself, Eric Church. Yeah, well, you and can't give you any heads up line. because uh, the label people sometimes don't like those heads no, they, up. <laughs> well, but, but this isn't a malicious. Again, no, no, I, no. I, I wasn't one about, I was always wanting to have fun. And I'll share one more example with you. No, it was, it's not that it's malicious, but they, on these calls, they have their own agenda. Oh, and that's to push the single, yeah. which yeah. I would have played. Sure. I would have played two times. Yeah. And by the way. Eric Church has gotten more exposure out of this bit that's run Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You've gotten more exposure about your new song than 20 spins of it on the radio station. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. But so you're are right. You, are you telling me he's going to be on on Monday? Uh, well, I don't have to a job settle the debate. I, oh. I don't have a job anymore. Okay. But I still am convinced. Listen to it. It's at the exact is at the 121 mark on his new song called Bad Mother Trucker. And you can check it out on the Caddy and Donna Spotify hype song playlist. Another one that we did was around Valentine's Day for about three years until we were told you can't do that anymore, was Guess Your Wife's Wait to Win. Gosh. And so we would be, I remember the first year we did it, we were at a George Strait concert at the Gwinnett Arena, and we brought scales, bathroom scales. Nothing fancy. Again, you want it to be just as vanilla as it can be, you know. And we had I think I had to make a phone, and we had just a scale, weight scale like you have in your bathroom. Okay. And so we You brought that to the Gwinnett Arena mm-hmm. with the purpose of what? Putting that on the floor and having women outside up on, it. on the on the concrete where the booth where our tent was. As people are coming into the concert. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can win backstage passes and upgrades and all that kind of stuff. Were people because taking off their shoes and their jewelry absolutely and everything? They were. Oh, it was hysterical, Donna. It it was one of those bits we didn't know quite how it was gonna work. Yeah. But we got some great audio. And again, it's all about the teasing. So say this concert was Thursday night. Tonight we're at George Strait, we're gonna be weighing your wife. And guessing her weight to win. Lord. <laughs> We're going to have the audio for you this time tomorrow. I mean, because when I go to the doctor, even, they're say, like, ma'am, you need to keep your clothes on. And, and even say, we have no idea how it's going to go tonight. But we're all, you're going to find out this time tomorrow. Make sure you're here. Um, and so we would weigh people because it was Valentine's Day. The first Women. Year. You would weigh women. Right. And so it was a bunch mm-hmm. of husbands and wives. And so if you wanted to go backstage and meet opening act Dustin Lynch, ask your wife to hop up on the scale right here. And the rule was we had to be 10 over or 10 under. And you won. It was me and Tug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, there's so, places at Six Flags where they, like, absolutely. bark at you. And, and we didn't care if we won or not. It was it was the audio of the hesitation from the wife, first of all. But the husband, egging her own, wanting to go, you know, get him a George Strait hoodie or something, you know, or a seat upgrade or whatever the case may be. Did any of them get, like, really angry? Yes. And those were the best. God, because then they've got to the sit best. together the whole concert. They and do. you know she kept gosh, leaning over him saying, I can't believe bit. you thought I weighed Guess your wife's weight to win. So the husband had to guess. Yeah. The wife's weight. And a, if he was 10 over or under, then And he George won. Strait plays for like three hours. Imagine for ones, three hours, your wife's The great saying, ones were when the husband would just be off. I mean, and like he would say his wife weighs 230, and she'd be like 192. That mm. was very awkward and uncomfortable. But nothing makes better radio than awkward and uncomfortable. And I'll argue that with anybody. So we had mm-hmm. Darius Rucker the next year. Uh, at, at a concert around Valentine's Day or something. And we said, we're going to go backstage and we're going to ask Darius Rucker to get his wife, Beth, on the phone. Now, they've just announced their divorce here the past couple of weeks. But uh, we're going to ask Darius to get his wife on the phone. And Darius, you need to guess your wife's weight to win. Again, he had no idea that we were coming with him. At the, he knew we were coming backstage to visit with him. Mm-hmm. But he had no idea that we were coming with this bit. Um. He didn't want to do it. Darius's reaction. I would love to find the tape. I think I still have it. Maybe we can include it in the letter in a couple of weeks or something. But take me a while to find it. But Darius Rucker's reaction 
He's like, no, I ain't I doing that. Like, oh, no, Cadillac John. I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I'm like, I just egg him on. Get, get Beth on the phone. Come on. We want, this is entertaining. Darius. I remember you saying This might too. be entertaining for you, but I want a house to go back home yeah. to. I remember you saying, like, how big a gal is she? I did. That was my line with everybody. For everybody's wife. How big, how big a gal is she? How big a gal do you think she is, Darius? He'd be like, don't even. Don't even do that. But it played so well. It was so much better than going back there and talking about, let's talk about Wagon Wheel. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about, and again, he got well, more Well, because eventually exposure. you get around to Wagon of Wheel. Of course you yeah. do. Of course you do. It's kind of like David Letterman or any of the late night talk show hosts. There's one hit for the product that they're pitching. Because let me assure you, no one's on a late night talk show. We're doing media in general if they're not there to pitch something. Right. You get one hit and it's at the very end. And that is, congratulations, uh, Darius Rucker, on your brand new album. It's available now. It's called Blank, Blank, Blank. Man, we'll see you soon on the road. Out. Eric Church, mother, Bad Mother Trucker, it would have been this. I still think... You're spelling it wrong, man. But regardless, it's a great song. Download it now. You're hearing it on Atlanta's yeah. number four country station. Well, and I think like fun stuff like that, artists like doing the cheesy stuff, the cheesy games or, or things like that, or I don't know, like pandering to the to the personality, like let's, you know, today's my son's birthday waffle. You know, that kind of stuff is so silly. But that kind of stuff where and they don't know that it's coming, but it's again, it's not it's not like a gotcha moment on, but it's just fun. You know, I, if I'm an artist, I would want to do that after doing 200 interviews, asking the same questions. You know? And you hope to have the bit that when the artist is done with a round of media, that they walk out to the truck and say, you know what? Wow. Atlanta always has it. They well, always want to have fun. And, after, and there's some artists that don't play. We call, it, say. we call it playing. Yeah. We knew the artist that played. Exactly. Eric Church plays. Dirks Bentley is a player. I mean, Dirks Darius, is a player. hilarious. Um, but there are artists that you know you can't do any of that stuff with. Yeah, and yeah. they're the most uneventful. And often when I even make it to the air, you could, you, I could spend five, six minutes with an A-lister on a sat tour um, knowing damn well that it's never going to make it to air and never did because it's just not worth it. It was the most, I'm, I'm not going to take an interview with an A-list star, country singer, a country artist and sacrifice four minutes of the morning show for the most boring-ass interview or conversation that you've ever heard in your time. I'm just not doing it. So, there were many, many interviews with some superstars that never you never even heard because I wasn't going to put something that wasn't engaging in entertainment. Um, well, and, and, we that, used- and that made you smile and that you would take to work with you even and say, did you hear Eric Church on the caddy this morning? And they were talking about, you know, his new song and Eric told me he was a dumb son of a bitch, you know, and whatever, you know, and you, you wanted it to resonate. And that's why when people say to us, the most in podcast life now with my wife, Donna, when people say, I'm living your life right now, or I feel like I'm at the table having a conversation with you right now, that's yeah. the biggest compliment you can pay. No, that's absolutely. the biggest compliment that you can share or say, you know, or well, post or text or tweet or whatever. I also think that, and we talked about this a lot, that after being in radio for 26 years, um, you were you were almost doing yourself and the listeners a disservice. We talked about on the last podcast about um, Garth and after what happened at um, Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes it would be ridiculous if you're sitting in that market. Now, if it happened a year ago, it would almost be clickbait to be bringing it up. But if, if when you had or a conversation with them. city. Yeah, it had just happened. So, I mean, I think there's also... Um, you know, there's also something to be said when you were in the market for as long as you had been here, 26 years, not only did your listeners enjoy listening to you because you were funny and all of that good stuff, but they they also looked at you as an expert and kind of their, their conduit into country music. You know what I mean? So it would be ridiculous 
then the listeners would almost get mad at you like, wait, you had him on and you didn't ask him? You know, then you're kind of pandering to someone and you don't want to be um, a pot stirrer just to be or a pot disrespectful. stirrer. Yeah. You don't, and you want to be disrespectful. But at the same time, we used to always say that there could be something going on in, the, in, in a country artist's life. And country radio was never supposed to ask that question. But then 10 minutes later in the studio, you could flip on Good Morning America or the Today Show and they'd be laying it all out there. You know, it's always been this unwritten rule in country, especially country radio, that you're never supposed to say anything about the artist. And again, we're not talking about poking at someone or talking. We would You would never talk about someone's kids or any of that kind of stuff. But I mean, just things that may have been in the headlines that were going on in their lives. And program directors would even say to you, do not do not go talk there. About it. Don't talk about it. Don't ask about it. And five minutes later, you could look up in the studio because you had t- TVs all in the studio and they'd be on there. And guess what? They'd be on the cover of People. You know, but there was just kind of this unwritten rule. And listeners who listen to country music, a lot of those listeners, they don't watch People on Good Morning America. They don't read about it in People. Well, they work by 7 o'clock. Yeah. They're hard working Busting their butt. Yeah. So they looked to country radio to sort of to be the one that told those stories. So I think it's always very interesting. All right. I was in Gainesville this week, and I loaded a truck at Gallery Furniture. Oh, boy. I loaded a very nice gentleman and his wife. I did notice, though, that while we were loading the he got like an Adirondack chair or something. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't that. Okay. But it had already been placed in the bed of his truck. He had like a, you know, whatever, but he put his wife in the truck and didn't even turn. It was a hot day. He didn't even turn the truck on for this. His wife. Did you? Yeah. It's kind of that old, older people. You know how they do that. I had a beat up on her. I had a beat on the window and said, give me the dang keys. Oh, are you kidding? You can't even put one rump cheek in my car. And you're like, it's hot. <laughs> Pre-cool the car. I always do that. I always. Can you turn it on? Okay, anyway. So we were able to visit with Donna. Now, my Donna and Donna from Gallery Furniture asked for Donna. Y'all went to high school together. And let me tell you something. We were sitting, you know, as you can imagine, at Gallery Furniture in the showroom. Plenty of places to I sit. Mean, <laughs> I mean, you can. Uh, I, I took a nap in like a row of catnapper recliners from Jackson Furniture that were in there. Priced the lowest you're going to find, by the way. Recliners start at $2.99. But to hear the conversations that the two of you have from well we don't miss a beat you know we we it's she's one of those great friends that i don't see all the time but because we have known each other since elementary school we can sit down and before we even say hello or hug do you remember like this person and did this happen y'all talked about somebody got killed killed in the pool do you remember drowned in a lake that's a different story let's get back to the spot because there was so much beautiful and I'm, I'm telling you beautiful furniture they have the most gorgeous dining tables right now I, I put a picture of it on our on my social media you've put it up there it has this bench and, and I'm telling you I know I know I know that you keep probably listening to this and say yeah you tell us this all the time going up there and seeing they've redone the showroom it is beautiful there are rows and rows of recliners there are beautiful couches beautiful dining sets and and you're so right the person who bought that furniture he just backed his truck up they loaded it he didn't hang on they being donna and myself we put plastic over it donna brought her spool of rope out now she knows how to not let me tell you something she knows how to tie furniture down i got in her way a little bit that's kind of why i backed up had nothing to do with my desire to want to help the man who bought the chair said you weren't in the boy boy scouts were you okay donna yeah he did 
All right. Anyway, that's funny. They do financing on site. I just, I was super impressed. I'm always impressed when I go up there. And let's talk about the row of rocking chairs because those rocking chairs never fade. And if you have rocking chairs, which I have two on my front porch right now, you are constantly going, where's the paint? I just bought these. Because the whole point of having a rocking chair is that it will weather the weather and you can sit outside and rock on it. These rocking chairs she had, she was telling you all about them. Made in Tennessee. Made in Tennessee. Not, you know, Not the overseas. kind you would find at, a, at one of the big box restaurants. Yeah, no, they're beautiful. These are made in America. Beautiful. And support local. We cannot say it enough. So many people say to us, how can we help you with a pod? You know what? If you're going to buy furniture, before you step out the door and go anywhere else, go up to Gainesville, go to Gallery Furniture. And when you go and visit our sponsors, tell them. Tell them we sent you there and you heard about them. So it's great to see uh, Donna and also her daughter, Marilyn. Shane, everybody. Shane. Uh, again, family-owned business, as Donna said, 1600 Browns per drug, Gainesville Gallery Furniture. Ask for the Wolfman. Dot com. Do you have a favorite child? Uh, are you asking me? Since all three of our kids listen to the podcast? No. Have I had... We talk, I've thought about this. Like We were talking the other day. Have I had a favorite child? I think you have a favorite child. Like When you only have one child, that's clearly your favorite child. And then you get pregnant again. I will say this. After I had Olivia, because um, Will is my stepson, if you listen to the pod, he's 21. Um, Olivia is 17 and Charlotte is 14. And when I was pregnant with Charlotte, my sister always reminds me of this. When I had Charlotte, I remember I got very upset when Olivia came to the hospital because I thought, how am I going to love both of these little girls equally? Because I loved Olivia so much because she was my firstborn and I waited until I was a little bit older to have kids. And it was almost this weird, I think I was like having pregnancy hormones, you know, mm. after the fact. But it was just this weird dichotomy thing where I'm like, okay, now I have, and I had Will too, who I loved more than anything, but it was almost like because he was a boy, he had his own special love. But you have a favorite, if you only have one, yes. you have, it's your favorite son. I, I, I'll say to my mother or my father, hey, it's your favorite son because yes. I am really an only child in their eyes. Yes, they don't have a choice. Um, but I'm not. I have a sister, Jujana. But, but it, it sounds probably crazy to say that, but I just remember thinking like how... How, how am I going to have this? I've got to split my little heart in half, you know, but, but you do. And I love all of them equally, but there are moments when one's doing one thing where you're like, why can't that one just be like this one? That would make it easier. And then the one that was so easy for so long, all of a sudden takes a hard left and you're like, mm. this redirect. is, we need to redirect. Yeah, this is heartbreaking because I thought you were the one that was always going to be my happens. favorite. Mm. Gosh, it happens. So the kids, our three kids think that I have a favorite. Mm-hmm. And I do. I have a favorite child. And I tell this child in front of the other children that they are my favorite. And their name is Roscoe P. Coltrane. Oh, and it's our youngest hound dog. I would take a bullet for Roscoe. I guess I'd take a bullet for my kids as well. But I, I would hope you would. I would. I would. So, But you ran over. The, it Maybe. was an accident, Donna. And I he wonder has if that's me. why you feel that way, though. Is what I'm saying. Because I nearly I ran over him with a five thousand pound truck about a year and a half ago. I wonder if you would. Driveway. I wonder if he would be your favorite if you hadn't run over him. Uh, probably so. We have a connection. We truly do. So the kids know that I favor Roscoe, and that I love him, and that he is my favorite child. So is, Charlotte, you're saying hmm? this out loud. Listen to yourself. Yeah. So Charlotte, our fourteen year old daughter, the other night, she I love it when the kids get me, and by that I mean like they're quick 
with a, a quip. Oh, and they're good. They are. They're, they're, they get their humor from my, I'm not going to say me, but they get their humor from my father, who is a very, very funny man and who is quick and very witty and creative. And, and, and so we're having a conversation and Charlotte says, well, daddy, everybody knows that Roscoe's your favorite child. And I'm just, I probably didn't deny it during this conversation with Charlotte. And she says, you know how I know that? And I said, I don't. And she goes, because you put together his fan in an hour and it took you four months to change the light bulbs in my bedroom. And there has never a truer statement been said. <laughs> That's like a mic drop. I know you went on she didn't YouTube. Miss, she didn't miss a beat. I mean, it just rolled off her tongue, and it was the it was one of the funny. I loved it's it. True, it was, but that's what makes it funny. The kids calling me out. The kids calling. I love it. I'm. You fine went with it. on they YouTube know. to figure out how to put together. His I used little a QR fan. code, Donna. You got him. A, you said Roscoe needs a fan for the garage, and yes. I said whatever. And so you brought one home in a box, as opposed to going to somewhere where you just buy a box fan. This was a fan that had to be put together. It was a box fan. It was a fan in a box. Right. So I don't have a friend of mine is using my tools right now. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have an awful lot of um, torque. He hadn't returned them for what thirty years. So it was a plastic fan. It appeared that there wasn't a whole lot to it. It's maybe four or five pieces, but it was very very difficult, and I couldn't read the instructions. So there was a QR code that said, "Scan the QR code will take you to a YouTube tutorial," which I did, and I had it done in about an hour. I was sweating. Let me tell you something. I have never seen you that patient. It is the weirdest thing. When you used to put, we used to laugh when you would put things together for the kids. Like they'd get on their bike and they'd ride it for five minutes. They'd be like, "Bonk!" The seat would fall off, <laughs> and there'd be this bag full of like. Nuts and hadn't been opened, and we it would be like ones that were left no. over. It, like the, that, there'd be a bag I just wouldn't. And bother all with. of the kids would always be like, they lift them up, they'd be like, "Do we need these?" And you're like, "No, no, 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 it's fine." They're spares. Yeah, it's fine. They're spares. I thought Charlotte was great though for that one because it's so true. I admit it. Daddy, you put Roscoe's fan together in an hour. It took you four months to change the light bulbs in my bedroom, which is so true. Like I, the kids' rooms will go dark, completely dark. A lot of that has have to do to because a, you have to get on a ladder. Though. They'll have to light a candle. Well, I don't go upstairs. You know, I had been upstairs since Easter. What do you think people are thinking that are listening right now about this whole thing? They already thing? know. If you've listened to me for 26 years at Atlanta Radio, you know this is this is no surprise to you. You actually are green. You're nodding going, that's Caddy. That's yeah. Caddy. That is Caddy. Yep. So I lost my watermelon sugar mask that Olivia, our 17-year-old daughter, made for me back in April. She is she has a sewing machine, and so she was, yep. she was making masks yep. at one point. And I've lost it in the past weekend. I hate it for a lot of reasons, one of them not being that I don't have another. I'm looking at one right now here in the studio beside me and I have a gator and I have, you know, we have spares, but this was a very special um, mask mask because Olivia had made it. She'll make you another one. And it was, but it's not the same. I know. Like I think our masks you will hang on to for hundreds of years and they'll be, think of, have you thought about this? Yeah. You know, this time in our world and in our history revolves around so many new things. Yeah, like a, a a coronavirus pandemic, and everyone having to wear a mask everywhere that they go. Well, someone said you two things. There's one when you're getting ready to leave. Now you used to just grab your phone and your keys, right? Now you got to have your phone, especially if you're a woman. You got to have your phone, your purse. You got to make sure you have your mask and your purse and your keys. And then the other thing is, um, I saw this great meme where it said that taking off. You know how you used to when you would get home if you were a female and you've been working all day. You're like, oh my god, I can't wait to take my bra off. Um, now it's like you can't wait to take your mask off. As soon as you get home, because you're just so tired of having on it. My whole thing is this mask etiquette. Okay, so I was talking to a client the other day. I actually had a client call in person, the first one I've had in probably four months. This person agreed to see me, and I'm like, yes, I got to put on some button pants. That was a problem. But I went to see them, 
and his mask is not covering his nose and it's on inside out. Okay. He's got like the weird white part on the outside and the blue part on the inside. And then I like, what do I do? Do I tell him to pull up? Because it's like not doing anything. It's not covering his nose and he's got, you know. And then I left and I went and got in the car and my mask was on upside down. And he didn't tell me. So like, what is the mask? Like, you know, what is the mask etiquette? Like, do you say, do you point someone out? Like, sir, you really need to pull that up a little bit. I mean, there, there are those that are doing it for sure. And maybe not if they're just casually walking to a store. But if you're having a meeting with someone and their mask is on inside out. Or upside down. Like, I was thinking about it. Would you tell someone if their shirt was on inside out? I would not know. Not even when they're leaving, you would just pull them over the side and go, hey, miss, I just want you to know. No, I think it'd be funny. Oh. <laughs> I've showed up at a meeting before with two different color shoes. A black one and a blue one. Because I put them on really early in the morning. I just went with it the whole day. Had a couple people that, like, complimented me on it. My style, my fashion style. You're, you've always been a trendsetter. Trendsetter, yeah. You are a trendsetter. I don't know. I think it's kind of a mess. I like to throw a dinner in the oven and do other things while it's cooking. And nine of the regular August menu items go in the oven. Meal kits made easy from dinner affair. Nine don't, but they are also super easy and, and super quick. Tonight for dinner, we're doing steaks off tacos with horseradish blue cheese. Oh, we wait. just got our delivery yesterday and I hold them. I don't know if you've seen the TikTok where that's my baby. Ain't nobody gonna mess with my baby. Or nobody got to mess with them or something like that. I, I carry around. The kids just think I'm stupid. But In general, I, yes, crazy. Okay, Donna, thank you. But I carry them around when they deliver them on delivery day once a month. And I'll put like a, my arms out like a baby, rocking a baby. And I'll put like five or six dinner fair packages, meals in my arms. And I'll write and I'll do that TikTok. These are my babies. Ain't nobody got to mess with them. And then I put them in the freezer. After I inventory each one. Did I not do that? I called everyone into yes. the kitchen. Yes. I called any everyone into the kitchen. They, they There's contactless delivery. Yes. When dinner affair comes to your home and I inventory in front of the kids, everything that we had and, and the dishes that you truly, truly love and you can't get enough of, or you're like, you know what? I know I'm going to love that one. D often you can order more than one. Yes. To uh, make up your monthly order at dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. Yes. And I was talking to my friend, Sarah, who lives in Phoenix and her um, stepdaughter is getting ready to have a baby and her daughter, that, that daughter lives in Nashville. And she said, I hear you talking about um, dinner affair all the time. Can I send those meals to Anne, which is her daughter? And I said, yes, all you have to do is go on to dinner affair and purchase a gift card and you purchase it for a certain amount of money or a certain amount of meals. And then the person you're giving the gift card to can go in and actually pick the meals. And I know what you're thinking. She doesn't live in Atlanta. It doesn't matter. They're going to pack the meals. They're going to send them to her, dry ice, everything. So if you are listening in a market outside of Atlanta, you do not have to live in Atlanta, Georgia to take advantage of dinner affair. They'll send you the meals. It's no different. It's no different than the contactless delivery. They show up, you put them in your freezer, you unfreeze. We, we yeah. honestly, we were having dinner, I think, when, when they delivered in Charlotte's yes. like they just came, I saw them. Yep. So we go out to the porch and grab them. But they can also, listen, if you're working or you got errands to run, you don't have to plan your day yeah. around your delivery. They're very good about letting you know. What yeah. is it, like a 30-minute window? Yeah. Because you get the text messages. Yes, and I've just said that it's a great time right now to send those as gifts. Nobody during the period of time we're in um, wants, a, a, you know, to go out to dinner. Um, if you're sending something to a client, nobody, if, if someone's just had a baby, I mean, nobody wants food, I'm sorry, right now that other people have made that you have to drop off at someone's house. So what better way... Um, to send someone a gift than to give them the dinner of, I mean, meals, dinners. 
Always have a fresh home-cooked meal ready for when you need it most. $30 off your first order. All you have to do is enter the promo code CADDY, that is C-A-D-D-Y, at Dinner Affair, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. The Hurt 911 Injury Group is a team of elite lawyers and doctors with offices and clinics across Georgia. The Hurt 911 Injury Group's top priority is always helping you when you have been injured in a car accident. You need to get the medical treatment and documentation needed to receive maximum compensation for your personal injury claim. When you're the victim of a car accident, the Hurt 911 Injury Group focuses on giving you immediate medical treatment and taking it to the justice system to get you the compensation you deserve. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number, 1-800-HURT-911. A couple of pod peeps for this episode of my second act. Listening to the July 23rd podcast about the air conditioning setting. A lot of discussion here recently about this. So I know it's not only at our house where the kids everywhere just start hitting buttons and it freezes up. You ask who in the world keeps their air on 62 degrees. That would be me all year round. Okay, that's life. I love it. I'm moving in. With her? I, t- I sent him a text back because they reached out to me on the podcast text and voicemail line. Are you leaving me for the 62 degree? Are you kidding me? I catch my daughter turning the heat on and tell her just to put on a sweatshirt. It's her way or the no or the 62. no way. Sixty-two. I That's love cold. it all. That's frost on the windows. I love it. Uh, listening to the podcast, catching up on a few episodes. I would be happy to text you during the time y'all are recording, but I don't know when that is. Thank you, Susan in Stockbridge. As we said about podcasting, the great thing is you can listen when you want to listen. You listen on your time. You can stop. You can rewind. You can take a break you're not going to miss anything listening to a podcast kind of the same thing here susan when it comes to the text and voicemail line they come directly to my phone and i'll check here in just a second to make sure we're not missing any but the messages and voicemails that you leave the text and messages voicemails that you leave that come straight to my phone and so i get them instantly so it doesn't matter when because the schedules the recording schedule for the podcast is not consistent all the time depending on what everybody has to do um so send me a text anytime you want Susan, and we'll tie it in. That number, by the way, is 770-464-6024. As I check to make sure we have not mentioned or uh, we have not missed anyone. How you doing, Donna? I'm good. What you got over there? Um, uh, We got one. Oh, good. Got one. Well, it's Susan. Oh, again. <laughs> She's back. Okay. <laughs> Uh, would love to introduce the show anytime. I love listening to y'all. So listen, the, ne- the next intro you hear for the next podcast is going to be uh, Susan. In the next week. We'll say we'll be uh, Susan from Snipers. So we appreciate you uh, giving it's, us your time. Means a and it's that easy to do an intro. You do it on your cell phone using or your smartphone using your voice recorder app or your voice memo app, and I, I call you and talk you through it because it's you know we spend some time on the phone talking and catching up too. All right, social media channels at ATL Cadillac on Twitter and Instagram, Cadillac Jack Facebook page. Don't forget, you can tell your smart speaker, play Good Cadillac job. Jack. Thank you, baby. Uh, play Cadillac Jack in the most recent episode of my second act will air. And the letter is our weekly, is another companion to the podcast, much like the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. Uh, Saturday mornings around 9, hit your inbox. And it's uh, photographs to... Uh, accent the stories that you heard that week on the podcast. We include pictures of uh, the people that you heard intro in the podcast, alternative episode titles. This week, two things that I found that will be in there uh, for sure. I found a photograph, on a picture from 2004. And it was Kenny Chesney after he won his first CMA Entertainer of the Year award. I remember that party well. And um, he was so excited. We've talked about it. Where before. was I in this picture? I'm not Who in this picture that you're going to see. Who knows? 
<laughs> but that's always been a mystery. I, I'm, well, I think I may be going to get you a drink or something. Oh, okay. Is that what it was? Because this was a very, um, the, you'll see the photograph, but I get asked all the time, is there really a Carl Black? Yes. And there is. Yes. And he's a wonderful man. Yes. Um, and, and, and been in our lives for, you know, yes. nearly 27, 20, 30 years, we'll call it. He's a great man. You don't see many pictures of Carl. Was that Meryl and his wife with him? Donna. I don't know what we can reveal and what we can. There's okay. a lot of people in this particular photograph. And okay. You'll see it in the letter. Okay. I'm going to include it under, uh, we're going to call it the section cheese. Ah. All right. Uh, so that photograph, Carl's on the far right. You don't see Carl often, but yes, Virginia, there is a Carl Black. Well, that was the year, we talked about it before on the podcast, when you hosted the um, the pre-show with Robin Leach. Ah, I know where I was. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For CBS. Yes. Television. Yep. All right. Also, another picture I found that we're going to include in the letter this weekend. Um, Ronnie Millsap played Country Fair, gosh, long, long time ago. Country Fair used to be the weekend two, three-day festival that the country stations here in Atlanta would present and have artists just all day. And this photograph is actually Tim Nash from Nash Chevrolet back in the day. Todd Veal, who worked at the radio station. You, a very young In a sleeveless Donna. tank top. I mean, please. Yeah. <laughs> And Ronnie Millsap, here's what happened. An intern was taking this photograph. Yes, I remember. And this intern did not know that Ronnie Millsap was blind. And so the intern says, Ronnie, look at the camera. Yeah, look over here. Look at the camera. And when you see the picture, you'll You'll see that Ronnie is not looking at the camera. Well, he thought he was. Yeah. So text left on red. Red is in the color, no spaces, left on red to the number 22828. Left on red to the number 221. Two, <laughs> he thought he was looking at the camera. He did. You'll see in the photograph. It's uh, it's like. Okay. Do you know what's fascinating about that? When he was on stage, do you remember this? They had this red piece of tape. And I'm not making fun of this. It was so he knew. Um, it went across the whole f kind of the front of the stage near his microphone because he loved to walk out, you know, and interact with the audience. And that way he knew where to stop. So he wouldn't, God forbid, fall off the stage. But, you know, I mean, you think about that, like a, a blind artist. And he was one of the most famous blind country singers, right? The only one? We'll go with that because we're out of time. Okay. Left on red, 22828. All right, I have a small ask of you. If you don't mind, help us out here. Three things, three very simple things. Take you no time at all. Matter of fact, we'll wait here in a moment while you do them. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. You can also now subscribe to Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider, the podcast that I'm launching with uh, Officer Raider and K9, Officer Richie mm -hmm. and K9 Raider on Monday, August 17th. And you can also now subscribe to Hustle with Donna and Bill Rawlings, which is a podcast that will launch on Monday, August 24th. You can do all of that yes. right now on all podcast platforms including the one that you're listening to right now so go ahead and we'll wait go ahead and search mm -hmm. and we're gonna be announcing our first I need guest gas soon. on the way home you know well we're waiting for everybody to subscribe to hustle right and to caddy wagon with Richie and rainer you look very nice today thank you so do you thank you i'm wearing flip-flops now when you go to number two we Donna, are we're waiting until close. everyone subscribes well, we're not saying we don't yet. know that they're back okay. we're waiting for everyone to subscribe I'm to saying, the two new podcasts but i'm saying to you oh are you okay hey. number two we're mm -hmm. very I mean, like within one of a, a, the, a big number of a momentous yeah. number. Right. Are you back? Okay. Thank you for all that. Now, if you don't mind, and we'll wait, if you would go rate and leave a five-star review for the podcast. Yes. 
If you don't want to do five stars, go review someone else's podcast and, and get your one star out over there. But we'll wait one go do five stars. It's going to take a minute. They're going to go all the way to the right. Yeah. I'm the one that gave us a one star podcast because I didn't know you went all the way to the right. You Are you Palmer. not excited about the street tacos tonight? You and Palmer Amelia gave us We're one star. We're waiting for everyone to, to hit the five star. We're talking. Write a review. Okay. We're talking. You don't talk dirty. No. Okay. Number three. <laughs> Show our sponsors some love. And they include Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Hydra Live and Crab Apple. IV therapy treatments, IV cocktail treatments, and cryotherapy for athletes and those living an active lifestyle. Dinneraffair.com. And 1-800-HURT-911. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are so proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.